Welcome back. Now, the narrative around household resilience remains broadly the same in the second quarter. The Altron Fintech Household Resilience Index may have increased marginally to 109 from 108.6 during the period, but it's pretty evident that the higher interest rates continue to squeeze most household finances. Independent analyst Rolof Bertha, who compiles the index, joins us with his assessment of household resilience as we approach the festive season. Rolof, always a pleasure. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's take a snapshot of where we are. Uh, you know, I mean, we've seen that number move from 108.6 to 109. It isn't much of a move there, uh, Rolof, but, uh, you know, just take us through maybe even some of the constituent indices and what they indicate. Yes, um, certainly. It, what, what is slightly scary is that since the last comparable quarter before COVID, which is the second quarter of 2019, mm -hmm. uh, since then, the Ultron Fintech index has actually declined by 1.2%. Now, 1.2% doesn't sound like a big number, but the, the dilemma is that <clears throat> over this period, the economy has hardly grown. Uh, we are still at a negative situation with regard to the jobs lost as a result of COVID, and there is no demand inflation in the economy. So the main reason why the Ultron Fintech index, just like our leading business cycle indicator and several other indicators are under pressure is because of the extraordinarily high interest rates. It's as if the Monetary Policy Committee of the Reserve Bank just doesn't know when to stop. Uh, they are breaking the economy. They must put, take their foot off the brake and hit the gas. Uh, and that means lower interest rates. What we have been speaking about, and I'm glad this uh, index makes reference to resilience, because, you know, earlier in the year, Rolof, we were speaking about a South African consumer that is uh, starting to look more resilient than we expected. But fast forward to where we are now, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter, it looks like the South African consumer is losing resilience. And that actually, uh, as we saw yesterday, CPI print, uh, we are seeing, uh, you know, uh, inflation also kind of uh, rearing its head again. I'm keen to get your thoughts here and whether this is also reflected in this index. Yes. Um, if we can look, uh, firstly, just quickly, first part of your uh, mm. question uh, about the consumers being resilient. You know, uh, the on the average value of mortgage bonds administered by Better Bond, homeowners are now paying almost 5,000 rand a month more every month on their mortgage bonds. Uh, this is crazy, quite frankly. They are under tremendous pressure. Uh, nobody saw this coming because right now South Africa has the, the highest real interest rate of any noteworthy economy in the world. Uh, but we also have the highest unemployment rate. So this is really quite strange to me. Um, as far as the latest inflation print is concerned, if one digs a little bit deeper, uh, we, we, you'll, you'll find that the, the two main reasons why inflation ticked up marginally, but it's still in the Reserve Bank's target range, is because of the, the electricity tariff increase has only now kicked in, and that's running at 15.1% annualized. And of course, we had higher fuel prices. So, and, and with a little bit of luck, the, if the, the electricity issue will, will uh, work itself way out of the uh, CPI as we move into the future and with the rand having, you know, being slightly stronger, uh, oil price being slightly lower, especially the first two weeks of the month, we can actually look forward to a petrol price decrease next, next month. So inflation peaked in July last year. That's a fact. Uh, but the NPC refuses to acknowledge this. Um, but we don't have demand inflation in our economy. 
So why keep on raising interest rates? It's not necessary. It wasn't necessary in the first place. I'm also keen to get your thoughts on the note. Uh, you know, you mentioned, Rudolf, that essentially what we're seeing now is a wiping out of all the post-COVID-19 gains that have been made in terms of recovery. Just speak to us about that. Well, uh, it, it's very clear from, from the data. Um, your household debt costs as a percentage of disposable income are now at a higher level than they were before COVID. So households, many households in Africa are worse off than they were. Um, also, an interesting point is that despite the really uh, uh, magnificent increase in employment over the last 18 months, th this has been really great. We've created uh, very close to 2 million jobs in the last uh, six quarters in South Africa. But your average salary has declined uh, over this period in real terms. Um, one of the reasons for that, obviously, is that people got a fright during COVID when they lost their jobs and those that got their jobs back or even a new job, they are prepared to work for slightly less. And once again, it, it put, puts a bit of a squeeze on, on our souls and, and they are certainly uh, per capita and not in a uh, good space. The one bright light that comes out of one of our indicators of the Ultram Fintech Index is total household disposable income in South Africa has increased in real terms. Uh, over the last couple of quarters, which is very encouraging. But, uh, of course, we have more people than we thought we had, 62 million, not counting the visitors from north of the Limpopo River. <laughs> uh, let's also uh, touch on the fact that we do have the festive season coming up. And when we look at the current index uh, today, Rolof, are we expecting uh, that it will be a difficult festive season for South Africa? We have Black Friday. It's a big event, not only for South African retailers, but even for uh, South African consumers who might be saving up for certain uh, big ticket items. And of course, we know the festive season, uh, people travel and people eat. Uh, and that means uh, that, you know, there's some costs to be incurred there. Yes, absolutely. And... Um my sympathy when we talk about household resilience, financial affairs, uh, does not lie with the middle and upper income groups, uh, I must tell you, because many of them uh, are actually, they're enjoying the benefit of the higher interest rates uh, through their investment income. But for your uh, poorer South Africans, those without jobs or those with, with marginal jobs, uh, they are the ones that one needs to look after. And the most effective way to combat poverty, and I cannot stress this enough, is to create a job. Because you take a person's income, salary income from zero to whatever it is, 5,000, 50,000, doesn't matter. We need to create jobs in South Africa. That should be government's only economic priority over the next year or two. But the Reserve Bank obviously doesn't agree with us. And, and that really, uh, you know, really frustrates me no end. But uh, for the people in the upper income groups, I can almost guarantee you they have uh, saved some of their dividend revenues over the year. They, to the extent that they have interest-bearing securities, um, they're laughing all the way to the bank, which, which is not bad. I'm, I'm not against that. And they will be spending money big time on Big Friday, on, on uh, Big Friday, <laughs> Black Friday. Uh, but in any event, so and even over the Christmas period. But uh, really, uh, I think National Treasury should just whisper in uh, the Reserve Bank's Monetary Policy Committee members' ears that, hey guys, isn't it time to look at the second part of your mission statement, which says that you should encourage growth and job creation? That's the type of policies we need right now.
We got you, Rudolph. Thank you so much for speaking to us. And we'll be seeing exactly how that all plays out on the 23rd of November when that MPC sits. That was independent analyst at Rudolph Puerta.